Welcome to episode number three. This is RentBits Rental Talk, and I'm your host, Dan Doherty. Today, I have a very special guest who I've known for, gosh, over a decade now. He's a rental tech entrepreneur who has uh, built not just one, but two multi-million dollar businesses uh, within the space with very little resources. Dave Borden, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. Well, you know, you've been instrumental in pushing the rental industry forward as it relates to technology, right? Your first company, what year was that? RentClicks. RentClicks.com was what, 1999? Actually, it was uh, 2002. 2002. So in 2002, you developed RentClicks, which was really one of the first websites to help property managers and landlords post their single family home rental uh, online, right? Um, before, before it was going to the Denver Post and, and putting in a, a weekend kind of snippet of your rental property, you changed that, revolutionized it, grew it dramatically, and then sold it to Prime Media um, for a lot of money, which is now known as, as RentPath. Uh, you left Prime Media and then started another software business specific to the rental industry called um, PMW, uh, Property Management Websites. Um, and you have grown that, what, over the last nine years, 10 years? Um, yeah, I guess it's been, it's been nine years now. Yeah. Nine years. That's very successful software as a service model. You offer websites and, and other tools to help property managers and landlords efficiently run their business. Now, I wanted to, the question is how do you come up with these ideas that eventually turn into multi-million dollar businesses and, and you do it with very little resources. I don't believe you raised a lot of money at rent clicks, maybe none at all. And I don't believe you raised a lot of money here with PMW, but how do these ideas come to mind? Is it out of frustration that you're trying to solve a problem? Are you looking into the future of where technology will go and figure out how to apply that to the rental space? What goes through your mind? Well, I think the, uh, for you know the the first time was necessity and it was it was uh, you know I was doing property management with my mom in Colorado Springs which is where I'm from and that was always my family business growing up and um I was I've always been an entrepreneur I always wanted to have a business I I didn't really know what kind uh, and I was you know as you know I joined the army which is the least entrepreneurial place possible but when I got out I I went to business with my mom the rental market was really good and so it was really easy to rent your properties in the paper in a few days, even though it was expensive, you only had to run ads for a few days. It wasn't a big deal. But after the market kind of turned a little bit, now I'm running ads for months at a time, 30, 60 days, which is costing hundreds and even thousands of dollars, which I don't, and I had to, you know, I'm, I'm billing the owners for that. And they're like, what is going on? And I was simply just searching for a solution to advertise those properties without having that much of an expense. And as I was searching, I just realized there was nothing there. So luckily I had, and you said that I moved the industry forward. I have nothing to do with that. I always hire really good uh, developers and I have friends that are good at that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's probably what I'm most talented at is finding the good people to to uh, drag me along with them. <laughs> so, um, but, but that, that, that first one came out of necessity. The second time 
Um, and we, and the second time we applied this, we applied similar principles. I mean, you're very, you're very familiar with how rent clicks worked. You know, we went and contacted landlords and property managers and asked them to advertise their properties. And then we did a really good job with search engine optimization. So we got their listings found, people rented houses, everyone was happy. We did it at a fraction of cost of the newspaper. So later on, I was contacted by a couple guys who had a business in the space and they had, they were familiar with what I had done at RentClicks and, and they wanted me to help them with their business. They were super smart guys. Um, and so I, I started working with them, but the idea here was more to help them grow their, their business from a owner side. And in the property management industry, that an owner is someone who owns a property that they want managed professionally. A lot of people manage it themselves. Um, and, and we kind of, we just applied the same discipline to that business. Uh, you know, we did a really good job of getting there. In, in, instead of having a collective site this time, we build sites for property management companies and we help that company get found in their market when someone does a search looking for a property manager. And, you know, we, we apply our conversion metrics, things that we've learned over the, over the last 10, 15 years, and we help them grow their businesses. And we do it at a very uh, high rate of return. I mean, we only charge for our basic service. It's $139 a month. And most of our customers, even even the ones that just do a basic do our basic services, add two or three new properties a month, which is a significant return on that kind of investment. Um, so that's that that second one was kind of creating uh, piggybacking off of the previous business, but doing it from the other side of the equation. Now, so RentClix was 2002, so 16 years ago, obviously the market was different, SEO was different, SEM was different, technology was different. Um, when, you, when you launched a new business about eight or nine years ago, um, did you see a significant, a significant decrease in the cost to get to market um, with different types of APIs or tools? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, and all the new products that you guys are launching from feedback from property managers. Are you also seeing um, the barriers to entry? Are those decreasing over time? You know, that's a really tough question. And I think if you've been in the industry and you've been doing this for a while, I think you'll notice that the barriers are are pretty low. Um, it's I mean, storage space and servers and and all of the infrastructure required to run this type of business is literally a fraction of the cost that it used to be. I mean, when we made our first major upgrade at RentClicks, it cost us a quarter of a million dollars that we just didn't have. We had to borrow money from my dad, which luckily he had and was able to give to us. And and we so and you mentioned raising money. We didn't. That's the only money we ever raised for that business. We ended up selling it about eight months later and paid him back immediately. But um, th those kind of upgrades, that, that, that expense just isn't there anymore. You can launch a huge infrastructure on, you know, Amazon Web Services for, you know, a, a pretty, pretty low amount per month. The technology, they figured a lot, a lot of that stuff has been figured out. So uh, from a barrier to entry standpoint, if you're extremely talented and smart and maybe have some experience, the actual cost of it is not very high. But the intellectual cost of acquiring those skills and knowing how to do stuff that that truly works because nobody wants to use an app that's clunkier or or doesn't uh, doesn't work well so if you have those skills the actual cost of doing it is it's just so significantly less than it used to be 
and you mentioned the AWS. That's that's obviously uh, Amazon. Amazon Web Services. Yep. Services. You have Google getting into the to the um, online kind of storage space that competes with AWS. Uh, we've noticed that as well, where the cost has dropped dramatically. You have various APIs. I don't know if you were ever tracking phone calls with rent clicks, but in the very in the very beginning of Rent Marketer, we were tracking um, phone calls, and we spent about $50,000 building out um, a way for us to have an IVR and track every single phone. Yeah. And now you can do that within, I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, yeah, now you can call CallRail and get one for two bucks and yeah, right. five cents a minute or, you know, just, yeah. The infrastructure cost is, compared to 10 or 15 years ago, is, it's just, it's almost non-existent, really. Gosh. Do you have... Um, uh, do you have, uh, this is a weird question, but do you have any regrets um, selling the business in terms of timing or do you think back, gosh, I could have made a lot more money or you know, at the time, maybe the market was turning, maybe you would have made less money. But do you have any regrets about that whole process? <laughs> you know, yes and no. I mean, at the time, it was the at the time, it really felt like the right thing to do. But with hindsight. It was it was really stupid. <laughs> you know, we've that business has made well over a hundred and fifty million dollars since we've left. And it was a high margin business. And, you know, that's a lot of money. And I also feel like, you know, no offense to those guys over there, uh, if they happen to listen to this, but they just they didn't have the passion for the business that we did. And I really feel like I really feel like we could have taken that business and, you know, pretty much Zillow's the 800 pound gorilla on that space. Now, I really feel like we could have made that business the Verbo or, um, you know, a major the major rental brand because we just cared about the business. I think that we had a good management team and we we were very passionate about how we ran it. So there's definitely some financial regrets because uh, the business has made a lot of money since we left. But we also think that we could have taken it with the customers that we had. I think that we could have gotten into the software space. I think that we could have done a lot of the, I think that we could have done a lot of stuff to make the industry a lot better because we had the talent on board. We understand the industry and, you know, we're, we're starting over and doing those things with this existing business. And I love my business partners now. So it's a great situation. So if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably do it again. But if you look back and say, yeah, is there regrets financially? Yeah, I left a lot of money on the table for sure. And we had a we had a great reputation, great customer base that we could have easily tapped into for building additional products and services for the industry, which I think we're pretty good at. Um, and we kind of had to start from scratch again uh, with with the second with this business. But we're we're doing those things now. And I have a very talented team here. So um you know, life is life kind of deals you situations at the time. And, and we made that decision at the time to do it. And, and it was based on a couple things. We were very tired because we'd run the business extremely hard. Um, long days, long nights, lots of travel. Um, and, and we were, we were very, we were tired and it looked like a lot of money at the time. And it was, and, but, but, you know, financially there's regrets, but ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm very happy where I am. So none of that would have happened had we had we hung on to that business. You know, you mentioned passion and uh, passion or lack of passion can make or break uh, a business. And specifically uh, for an entrepreneur who's getting into the space they're passionate about. Um, to me, uh, you know, 
passion has got us through the tough times and inevitably you'll have tough times running a business. And I think to your point of having maybe another outside executive team um, who just looks at spreadsheets and looks at numbers, but lacks the passion to really fulfill your mission or your purpose as a business inevitably leads to maybe self-destruction over time. Um, from, a, from a passion perspective, it, it seems like you carry that over to the new business. You were able to uh, obviously go back to maybe customers that were using RentClicks in the past and say, hey, we have the next futuristic thing that will help get you X more revenue, X more customers, time to market decrease and so forth. Um, it, would that be... Would that be one of your things that you would recommend to entrepreneurs is really follow and get into a business or technology that you're really passionate about and all else will kind of come together? You know, that's a really, these are good questions, Dan. Uh, that's a really good question. And I think the, um, the answer to that, it kind of depends on what stage you're in. And, you know, I look at myself personally, when I, when I started the first business, I was, you know, I hate to admit it, but I was motivated by money, and um, I don't think there's any shame in that. But it's not, it's not the most noble of of pursuits. But I was like, man, the harder I work, the the more, the better job we do for these people, the more money we can make. And initially, that was for that that was that was good enough at the time. I found that doing another startup, that's just not enough anymore. Once you've kind of tasted the good life like that, and you're and you've had that success, there has to be something else, some other motivator, some other uh, some other intangible things, whether it's getting satisfaction out of helping people grow their business or um, getting satisfaction out of the fact that people respect you and trust you and will do anything you want, uh, do anything you ask them to do because you've earned a reputation. Um, there has to be, so, you know, a lot of people do great businesses that are uh, very altruistic and that motivates them. It is a personal decision and it's okay to be motivated only by money. At least that, that was what happened early in, in my career was we had an awesome business. You know, let's face it, rental advertising, we weren't saving any lives. We weren't, uh, we weren't saving the environment. We weren't doing any, any noble pursuits. We were just helping people rent their properties in a much more efficient and and cost-effective manner, which was was certainly satisfying, but ultimately we were doing it because it was a great little business with high margins that made us made us personally very wealthy. So, and that was a good enough at that part of my career. This part of my career, I'm 46 now. I have two kids that are that are teenagers, and I have a I have so much more demanding of my time on a day-to-day -day basis that I've got to have a really good reason to want to spend my time on something, and that includes work. And if you're not if you're not doing something that you think is uh, in some way doesn't have, you know, some way creates passion for you, then you got to move on because it's just not worth it. I completely agree. And in fact, I, I write a lot about, um, you know, as you know, Dave, I have, I have one child now and uh, your perspective on things change quite a bit. Um, you want to spend more time, more quality time with your family um, and even leverage technology to help you do that. So I talk about something called uh, automation leads to liberation. Do you, uh, as a company, do you guys leverage uh, AI or automation to 
help you do other things that you're passionate about. So it might be spend more time with the family or maybe it's spend more time with customers. But are you leveraging any tools that automate a process that maybe five years ago you needed a person um, to to do and now you're using technology to accomplish that? Uh, I have one really good example off the top of my head that everybody uses here and uh, it's a it's an app called Calendly. I don't know if you guys use that or not. Yes. Um, but it used to be anytime you had to set up an appointment with someone, you'd have to go back and forth five times. How's two o'clock on Saturday, on Friday? How about, oh, that doesn't work. How about four o'clock on Thursday? So now I just put a link. My, I put my Calendly, Calendly link in my email and say, just pick a time that works. And it literally saves three or four emails and 15 or 20 minutes of back and forth to, to schedule a meeting with somebody. Um, so that's one that's one example, and there are tons of them. Uh, we have a project management board that is fantastic that keeps everyone um, up to it lets anyone in the company see exactly the status of any and I think it's either it was Trello, but I think we just changed maybe it's called ClickUp. I'm not sure I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. Anyone at any time can see the status of any project that's that's huge He's, you know even ten five ten years ago. Everybody had everything in their own little silo or on their piece of paper on their desk somewhere or on their hard drive or their computer that they, they couldn't act. You know, it's, it's things have changed a lot and that stuff does make it a lot easier. That is kind of the focus of, of our business right now is property managers. I love them to death. It's my family business. So I'm talking about my parents here. They get lazy from time to time and they have a lot of fires to put out. So we try to make everything that we do automated for it, try to automate their lives as much as possible so their rental advertising we automate that we their their um their we have a market analysis tool that we go through uh rent range on that that automatically does all their cmas and follows up with their customer and puts it in their crm because those are things that they're just not going to do and it get some more business and it does it automatically, which is, that's, that's kind of the key focus of our entire business now is we want to help you add business, but we want to make it automatic so that you don't, we don't have to you know, expect you to have a big checklist of stuff to do in order to be successful. And there are always going to be certain manual things that people have to do if they really, if they really want to be successful and hustle. Um, but we're trying to make as much of it, we're trying to make it as automated for them as possible because it, it makes it easier for them to buy from us. Well, and, and being in a service-oriented industry like property management, um, if you're dropping balls here and not really servicing both the tenants and the, and the owners, um, you might be losing business. So what you're saying is you guys really help streamline that, use automation, use technology, so property managers can then focus on what really matters, and that's servicing of the tenants as well as the, the owners. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Now, now for the final question here, um, you know, what, what would you do differently? I, I think you kind of, you kind of talked about this, especially from, from the acquisition standpoint, but um, let's use your most recent company as an example. Um, there's probably lots of things that we would all do differently and that we learn from, but is there one big thing that you can tell um, our listeners that are looking to potentially start a business within the rental space? Is there one thing that they should know before they jump in? Uh, any recommend any recommendations there for them? Um, does it have to? Is it so you want to be specifically in the rental space, huh? 
Uh, actually, it doesn't have to be specifically in the rental space. That's just most of our our um, demographic. But but maybe even just starting a business. If you're looking to start, yes, you know, what yes. do you recommend? I've got a couple things. You know, and you um, number one is if you look at the growth of our our current business, it was, and it's not a rocket ship like RentClicks was. It's a very nice, profitable company, and we're growing at a very nice and sustainable pace you know it's not like it's not yacht money <laughs> instantly but it's 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 a good business and a lot of it we really kick-started this business with contacts that i had from my previous business um you know you uh, we won affiliate of the year three times with rent clicks for narpum for those of you that don't know what that is it's national association of residential property managers they have several trade shows every year there's a bunch of property managers walking by our booth and we have a spotless reputation with those people. So, I mean, my biggest advice to anybody starting any business, any job, any endeavor in life is that you get one reputation and you, it is, it is really the best currency that you have. And like I said, I was able to go up to customers that I had from my previous business and say, I know we don't have anything really to show you, but will you trust me on this? And a lot of them said, yes. And we've done everything we've said, we've, uh, we've built their site, we've maintained it, we've done everything we've said we're going to do. And so that, and now every time, every time we have another product that we go to them with and say, hey, this is going to help you add a few more properties a month. Can you trust me on this? The answer is like, yeah. And so far, every time you've told me something, you've done it, it's worked, it's been as advertised. Um, so regardless of what you're passion is or what industry you're going into, which I think is very important. Like I said earlier, pick something that you really like to do something that, or something that you're really good at or preferably both. But remember your reputation, you get one crack at it. And especially in, in certain organizations like the one I just talked about, they all know each other. They all talk to each other. They all see each other all the time. So if you do any of them wrong, your, your mountain you're going to have to climb is going to be 10 times bigger than if, if your reputation is, is solidly intact. Um, so that's made like, and, and you know, there's a, we're, we're actually going to be building some software here uh, going forward that our customers have come to us and begged us to build because the current providers aren't doing as, as good of a job as they, as they would like. And they think that we're the company that, that, that can do it. And, and we agree. So we're going to do that. And most people would think we're crazy going in to it's, it's, you know, property management software for accounting and you know, our, our competitors are at folio and property where, and they think we're crazy to go into that, but we have customers asking us to do that because they're not doing the job that they want them to do. And we would never take on that endeavor unless we had the trust and faith and reputation that we have that our customers that say they're going to switch when we build a good product will actually do that. Otherwise it would be a complete waste of our time. So keep that in mind, whether you're doing your first venture and you think you're going to be a billionaire when you're done with it and you're never going to need to work again, you're, you, you might. I mean, I, I sold right clicks and made a bunch of money and I lost a lot of it in the crash of 2008. So I, you know, I had to pull myself back up. So you never know when you're going to need those people again. And um, if you if you've done any if you've done anything sketchy or unethical or immoral, you're not going to get you're not going to get a second crack at it. So just remember that you know that just does, doesn't apply to just entrepreneurs. That applies to people with jobs. It applies to people that volunteer, 
people that work with kids, whatever it is, you only get one crack at, at doing the right thing. And nobody's perfect at it, but you got to you gotta make every effort to, to do the best you can in that regard. Great advice. Don't burn any bridges. Uh, Dave, yeah, thank don't, you. Don't, don't throw dirt on any bridges. Don't, don't, don't mess up any bridges. Keep the bridges neat and tidy and, and, and well-maintained at all times because you never know who's going who's gonna to cross it. Again, uh, they may come back and say, here, I'm, re I'm ready to cross the bridge again. And thanks for not, you know, it's, it's like I said, I, I, we've, we had such a huge immeasurable head start on our second business because of what happened in the first one. So that's, it's, it's critical. It, it's a small world. Uh, even if you, even if you were in a different industry, um, things come back to you pro positive and negative things come back. So, um, again, thanks so much for your time, Dave. We're out of time here. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for the, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity.